sisters. I am so excited that you are back for another episode on the Intentional Abundant Life podcast. And I just had to do an extra intro to this episode today because I have the one, the only Stephanie Gass joining us today. And we are bringing you a powerful, powerful episode here. So you do not want to miss it. I know this has a tendency to be on one of the longer sides for my episodes, but we are talking about five steps to creating boundaries that stick for busy Christian moms. And let me tell you, this is all a bunch of stuff that I've probably heard before. I already knew, but it was so incredibly powerful to hear it from the mouth of Steph, from her perspective, in her words. And it just brought so much conviction, but also freedom into my life. And it's so timely and relevant to what I have going on. So I know it's going to be for you. So let's do this jingle and dig right in. Welcome to the Intentional Abundant Life Podcast. I'm your host, Sasha Star Robertson, Jesus freak, mom blessed by adoption, wife, wonderluster, and your intentional living and biblical mindset coach. If you're here, you're likely a busy woman wearing multiple hats, the most important of which being child of God and mom simultaneously. You have a desire to live more intentionally, striving to be a good steward of all the gifts that God has given you, and you want more productively peaceful days. Well, you're in the right place, sister, because that is exactly what we do here. First, building on a foundation of faith with purposeful priorities while mastering our mindset and implementing simple self-care. So mama, grab your coffee or strap your kiddos in the car seat and let's jump into today's episode. Hello, sisters, and welcome back to another episode of the Intentional Abundant Life Podcast. It is Thursday, and I am here with another special guest, the one, the only Stephanie Gass. If you haven't heard from her, you're going to hear, and you're going to be blown away. So get prepared. Stephanie Gass is a daughter of the King wife, mama, coffee lover, and PJ all day enthusiast. She is the host of a top 25 ranked podcast for Christian entrepreneurs, the Stephanie Gass show. She helps women uncover their callings and create profitable online businesses. She wants women to create true change for themselves and God's kingdom by using their gifts for glory and serving the world with a business that lights them up. Steph believes that when we let God light our path, we will experience true miracles, live proactively and design a life that fuels our soul. Love it. Thank you so much for being here, Steph. Anything you want to add to that powerful introduction? Hey, Sasha. Hello, everybody. You know, no, I'm just over here, you know, living on my wannabe farm, raising two crazy boys, having a somehow, somehow being a CEO of a business (laughs) and uh, letting Jesus carry me through every single day. And what all I know is his plans are better than mine. (laughs) So I look around and go, wow, God. This is pretty amazing what you've, what you've created over here. Yes. Um, I 100% agree. He paints far beautiful, far more beautiful, um, outcomes than even me as this like planner mom could ever do. So I love that you're a boy mom too. I have a lot of boy mom listeners. So, um, 
Awesome. Well, I know prior to hitting record, we had mentioned a little bit and talked briefly about just this almost different of a season that you're in. I think seasons are so powerful when we recognize the season that we're in and lean into that. So would you mind sharing a little bit more about that with us? Yeah, for sure. So I think that, well, I know that all of us are created with really specific giftings. And I know you guys listening to Sasha, you hear her really pour out this belief as well. And we see it scripturally that we have gifts and we have these passions on purpose and these strengths. And I think we have to have this discernment and this awareness around there are reasons behind each season, right? God takes us through a journey of seasons, not just in our year, but in our actual life, you know, and as, as I look back, like retrospectively on my whole life, I can see like pockets of, of years that were a growth season that I thought was so painful or so hard. Right. But really that season was a refining. It was a okay, she needs to learn the lessons that she needs to learn here. Stephanie's growing. And almost like when we're raising up, I have a puppy, a new puppy behind me. Right. And I'm like, no, don't bite, get down, like constantly like disciplining and helping him. And he's probably like, life is hard over here. Like this girl won't give me the nugget on the table, but I'm over here going, just trust me in the season because later you're going to be disciplined and you're going to be ready for the treats and the things that I have for you. And so I look back and I see that there are really big seasons in life, but I also have noticed within our big seasons, there's also micro seasons that we go through, right? So what's really interesting about me in my life is I've always been a leader. I've always been, um, the girl bossing everyone around on, on the stages from when I was seven years old in uh, actor camp to like, to now still me, right? I'll be the leader. And just so I can boss everybody around, tell them where to go. And like, I do it nicely, but that's just who I am. And so I've always been that person and, um, went from being really successful in corporate America to becoming an entrepreneur, to having a complete business failure, to then having an identity crisis. I'll save you guys all the gory details. It was a rough 2016 for me. Then finally surrendering all the stuff and walking into God's bigger plan for my business and my life. So I've had like these seasons in business, but what's really interesting is at the same time, God's been refining these other pockets of my life that maybe aren't specifically the big gifting areas that he has for me. Right. So I'm a mom, but motherhood is a piece of who I am. It's not necessarily the major call over my life. It's one of them. It's one of the smaller, not smaller, not less important, but it's the, one of the pieces of who I am. And so within this big growth business season, which has been like three years long at the same time, God's had whispers of like, actually do less and trust me mm-hmm. in this big growth season in your business. Cause I'm refining your motherhood. I'm refining how you parent. I'm teaching you lessons around why you're a mom and how you being a mom is teaching you how to be more like Jesus. And then he's done the same thing in my marriage. And I'm just like, wow, God, like you have micro seasons in my big season and the big underlying link between all of them is this big question of trust. Do you trust me to keep growing your growth season in business? while you trust me to, to stretch you, grow you and cultivate you in your motherhood and your marriage. It's been weird over here, (laughs) man. I love that. And 
I thank you so much for even saying that because it's been very similar for me. Um, I feel like I just want to give a little background to the listeners here. Like I have been interning for Steph since what, maybe February, I think. And Mm -hmm. it's been fabulous. Um, and she is, she is a boss leader, (laughs) but she (laughs) does it also nicely. She is so grace filled and I've learned so much. Um, but I like, I love how, when we're close to people in that sense, like we walk through similar seasons, I think at a similar time. And so I've been through this similar season where I'm, I feel like I'm like a couple of steps behind you in that and like learning from you because there were multiple podcast episodes and whatever else that you had put out that really convicted me. And the Lord spoke to me through this and like getting out of the hustle and stepping away from social media and things like that and focusing. And last week I just had this really hard, like growth season, but it was like mindset growth and spiritual growth. And he's just like, just step up to the mic and speak and trust that I will do the rest. Stop worrying about marketing on social media and all this other crazy hustle stuff that you're used to. So it's like this reprogramming. And so I thank you for saying that, like do less and trust me. It's like something that I feel like he's really been speaking to my heart as well. Um, and then I love that you talked about this, like growth and refining season. I too have a new puppy. I think she's about like 12 weeks now. I don't know why I have a toddler and in the adoption process and just got a puppy. Like, am I so smart? (laughs) We're so smart, Sasha. We're like, now's a great time to add a toddler dog. (laughs) Yes. And then I'm, I just spent all last week planting my garden too. And I'm like, I spent a month cultivating these seeds into plants and I've tilled the ground, you know, and like prepared that for the plants to go in. And then now it is this season and trusting God's going to give them the nutrients and the sunlight and the rain and everything that they need to prepare for the season of harvest that's coming. But it was this like cultivating and refining and weeding and just, you know, all this kind of hard stuff in those seasons. But I think gardening, I love it because it just paints that beautiful picture of the seasons of life. There's a season to work and then there's a season to reap the harvest. So, but I know one of the things that we talked about before hitting record, I think ties so much into this in this like boundaries and, um, like respecting these seasons, maybe even, but do you want to share a little bit more about this topic of boundaries that you want to explore? I would, because I think as we go through the different seasons, and I'm sure you can probably attest to this, Sasha, we resist, right? We resist the, okay, I planted the garden. Now I'm going to walk away and I'm going to stop fussing with it. And I'm going to trust that it's going to do the things it's supposed to do. And instead we almost try to force the blooming process, right? And this doesn't matter if maybe it's in your business and you're sitting in your business going, Maybe if I just share this in three more places, I'll finally have the growth I want. Maybe if I just go talk to four more people in a Facebook group today, even though my time block is done for today and I'm supposed to be playing with my kids, I think maybe I should just do that just one more time. Maybe it's in your marriage and you've read this marriage book and it talks about intimacy outside the bedroom and you're like, oh my gosh, I need that. And so now you're being awkward. You're like, can I have five minutes of uninterrupted eye contact? And your husband's like, what is happening? You're so awkward right now, right? Like, we try to force the transformation that's been promised. We can, we see it. We hear it. Women of faith, as women of faith, we hear God's promises often so far in advance from when they actually come true. 
So our job is to create boundaries within ourselves and within our, our own hearts and even within our physical nature where we trust heaven's timeline. We trust God to, to make things happen, which means we have to actively actually control ourselves on a daily and weekly basis. And so I actually wrote down five steps to creating boundaries that stick so we can actually grow in the season that God has, has prepared for us. So we're going to go through those five and these are very tactical as much as Sasha and I are faith led women. And we believe everything, everything in your life is a partnership with God and Holy spirit. You're going to live it out with the Trinity. You believe that God has these beautiful outcomes for each season of your life. It also takes action and it takes discernment and it takes restraint on your part to actually experience the favor and the beautiful intentional abundance, right? That God has for your life. Okay. So let's go through these five. I'm going to pause after each one and see Sasha, what you have questions or clarity on. I want you to think about what these women would be wondering so that we can clarify each step. Okay. So step number one to creating boundaries that stick is you have to prioritize. Now we have our overarching prioritization, right? Right. Ladies, it goes, God, I hope this is what yours looks like. <laughs> and if not, it's okay. We're going to pray and God's going to help you put them in order. But it, God, this is mine. God, my marriage, my children. Um, sometimes it's a blend between home and business. Sometimes business is first. Sometimes home is first. Those are going to kind of be at the end there. So those are like my overarching priorities. Those are my, my values, right? Those are my, my morals are based on that priority list. That's for your life. So you have your life priorities, but then you actually have your day priorities. And sometimes that's going to look different, right? You're going to have one day that might be heavy on the business. And maybe you have another day that's really heavy on family and that's okay. As long as overall, when you do your discernment check, you know, every week, Hey, did I put God first this week? And, and if, if not, guess what? It's all good. You're just going to make some small changes in your life and we'll get to the rest of how you make those shifts. So you're first going to go through your priority. Basically it's a checklist, right? Where are my priorities and what do those look like? So what I do is actually sit down on Sunday with my planner and I begin by prioritizing in the top stuff that has to happen. Because I believe what we often do as busy working moms is we go and we start with business first or whatever the thing, the to-do list, maybe you start writing a 27 mile long to do. That's not actually helping you with boundaries, right? <laughs> so what I begin with is my time with God. Where does that actually go in my planner? Now for me, it goes at 5 a.m. every morning. Now this was a practice that took lots and lots of time, which we'll get to in my boundary, five-step boundary blueprint in a minute. But I plug that time in. Then I plug in what am I doing? Am I going to church? Am I serving this week? Where does that go? When is our family workouts? Where do those go? And then all of my stuff that is a high priority item that has to do with God, my boys and my marriage are in yellow highlighter because I want those to stand out on the planner. Okay. The next thing I put in is time scheduled events, right guys? So part of your priority list is where do I actually have to show up this week so that you're going to plug all of that in. And then the last part of prioritizing based on your week is putting in when, it, when are your work blocks? 
right? So you guys are all, most of you probably working outside the home or from home, or even if you're not working, you still have work time that maybe you're taking care of the home or gardening or whatever that looks like for you. Those are in green for me. I mean money. So let's just call it what it is. Nothing wrong with uh, getting money for God's kingdom, right ladies? So those go in green for me. And then what I do is I take an overall view here of the week. So when I'm done with the plan, I come here and I look at it compared to the priorities that I want for my life. And guess what I noticed? My husband wasn't anywhere on this planner. <laughs> and so you guys, when you're looking at boundaries, I need to pull from what I'm naturally good at, which is I want to work because I love work. I'm going to lose two of those hours on my Friday. And I asked my husband if he would go on a mountain bike ride with me. Now husband's in the planner and I've created a boundary with myself around something that me and my husband can connect with during the week. Okay. So that's step one. Sasha, thoughts, feedback, questions. Love it. I wholeheartedly agree. Um, and, yeah. and it's it very in line with what I teach and walk a lot of my clients through too, is like, you have to look at your, like those bigger life value priorities because so much can just come our way. Like you're saying as busy faith-filled moms, like we're always going to have requests from our family, from our friends, from our church, if we can serve in this capacity or that. And if we're not in control of our calendar and like putting things on there that are in alignment with our values first, people are going to find a way to fill up that time. I love that you talked about color coding. I just, when yeah. you were talking, I had to pull up my calendar, my digital one that I have here and same thing, color coded. I've got family time. I've got work time. I've got personal time. Um, and so and personal time is in mind too. I didn't mention, but your yeah. girl loves her a bubble bath. I'm like, don't make fun of self-care people until you have sat in a hot, bubbly eucalyptus bath, <laughs> playing some worship music. Okay. And just yes. sitting there. It's like, isn't that not like one of the <laughs> best yes. moments of my week? <laughs> I was like, why am I struggling so badly? Like a few weeks ago, I think it was maybe a, month, a few months ago. And I was like, I haven't taken a bath in a long time. It yes. is a very oh. real thing. Um, so but good. I agree. I look at my calendar and when it's filled with pink and green, it makes me so happy because that is, that is work that fills me up that I know is the Lord's calling on my life. And that is family. And so good. wholeheartedly we can good. move on to number two. Cause, okay. <laughs> and so you guys pick a color. I highly recommend this color coding because I can see right now I'm looking at this week and I see like maybe 12 yellow bubbles. And I'm like, 12 things that are like truly related to my spiritual growth, my motherhood or my marriage. That's for me. That's like, that is so much winning. Like, I'm so happy about that. So this segues perfectly into step two, which is actually called just simple time blocking. And all that means Sasha and I talked about our color coding process, but why are we doing that? We're doing that because every, every time you shift in your mind from like, I'm going from God time into intentional time with my kids in the morning. I needed to have a start and a stop. Now we get it. If you're a mom and maybe you have littles, things bleed into each other, right? You're like, oh, well, I planned on sitting in a morning routine, but then my kid woke up 30 minutes early. Hey, it's all good. But what, what happened for me, why I had to have this is because again, work is natural for me. And I think it's so easy. The giftings that we have can become right. An idol in our life. And so for me, my natural inclination was, and still is, that's why I have to be super careful with my boundaries was 
yay, the kids are home and they're playing so nicely. Oh man, instead of moving into my blue, which was go hang out with the kids for 30 minutes, I'll just bring my laptop to the living room. And I'd sneak in my work, right? And I'm like, okay, Stephanie, you had a stop time today of four o'clock. You need to stop because that's, that is the um, visual alert for me to not cross a boundary that I've, we can only do one thing well. Let's just be really honest. So if I'm trying to connect with my kids in the blue 30 minutes that I've prepared for myself, whether it happens or two or happens at six ladies, it doesn't really matter. It needs to happen and it needs to happen with full intention and presence. So, and that can be 10 minutes for you. However long it's going to be that day. That's what you promised yourself. And that's what you promised your kiddos. And so for me, I had to go, I have green and it ends here. And this is what I'm going to go over here. So a start and a stop time to each of your priority blocks all week long. This takes a lot of practice and it's also not perfect. And it's also not set in stone. There are some days where I'm like, you know what? I've I'm, I'm intentionally choosing to work during American Idol right now. <laughs> like That's okay. But I don't want to do it every day. I want to make sure that I'm giving the other pockets and giftings or the other callings in my life, being a mom, being a wife, shepherding this house, whatever those things are, my body, I, we work out as a family every week, right? I'm not letting go of these other priorities because my boundaries don't have a start and a stop time each day. Does that make sense, Sasha? Absolutely. And I love that you talked about a visual stop. And I think that that is so necessary at times, like we can just go through the flow. And like you were saying, I've been so guilty of that multiple times. Like, yeah. I know I'm supposed to be paying attention to my son right now, or we're supposed to like switch over to like some homeschooling stuff. But if I could just get this last post done or whatever else, or now I got this message and it's like, my family time was struggling because I wasn't respecting and honoring the boundary of the work time. And so, um, we'll learn the hard way, or we can learn the easy way by just following these instructions of what Steph is talking about. And, um, you know, I loved two things that you mentioned before that I didn't bring up was just like that quiet time, that morning routine and how incredibly important that is. Like you said, yours is 5.00 AM every morning. And that was a practice. Um, mine fluctuates throughout the week. Sometimes I have to be on a call at 6am. And so mine does start at 5am. Sometimes my calls don't start till nine. And that's like a little bit of a sleep in day for me. So it starts at eight. So just recognizing that that can be to your flexibility, but what are you putting on your calendar? And then, um, honoring that and respecting that boundary. And one thing that's really been, um, really inspiring to me is like, when you put that that quiet time with God on your calendar, like this imagery of like, he's up there in heaven with his calendar open and he sees your name pop up. And he's like, Stephanie's going to be on my calendar this morning. And like, you don't want to let God down by not showing up to that appointment anymore that you wouldn't want your doctor to be let down by not showing up to that appointment. And so, um, I love that you're talking about like using that visual, like color coding to, to be those cues. Um, But then another thing you mentioned was like the evaluation, like going back each week and evaluating, okay, what did I do? Well, what did I not do so well? I worked through American idol this week. Do I want to do that again next week or no? You know, the evaluation Mm -hmm. I think is so critical, but yeah, I love it. That's so good. Um, and I want to say here for those of you that really struggle, this is a little sidebar. You really struggle with a certain boundary. I really struggle with the work one. I'm just going to be honest. And we have to be aware 
of where we're struggling in a boundary because we have to surrender it to God. And it's not just like, oh God, I surrender that I want to work more than play Legos right now. Okay, bye. You fixed me of that. Like it's a daily surrendering of the things that are really hard. And even in the moment, so here's another embarrassing example. You know, someone I know needed help with their house. They're trying to finish their house so they can move in. We had an open Saturday. I'm like, I really don't want to help. I just want to, you know, whatever, do something else. We were going to go and play around with the kids that day. And in that very moment, I said, God convict my heart to help my neighbor, like convict my heart. And like almost in 30 seconds, Sasha, he shifted my heart position to wanting to serve. And I was, I felt so great. And when I did help, I ended up staying three hours longer because it was so much fun. We were having a great time. And, you know, God showed up in that time. And so you've got to actively conversate with God every day to help you see these boundaries. It's not just a tactical, physical thing of like, okay, I'm moving from business to play because nothing is going to be easy about that. There's nothing in your, in your human nature that says, go do a thing that's not perfectly inherent for you now. Go clean your house or do your dishes or do the laundry. That's part of shepherding a home. We're called to do that. And of course we don't want to do that thing, but it takes discipline and it takes surrender and it takes partnering with Holy spirit in your choices every day, all day. So that's what I do because that, I mean, I get it. It's very, very hard to, to maintain these boundaries. I'm a yes. And amen all over here. Yeah. Um, I, my, my thing, I just had this Friday. I had the six K that I signed up for. And I was like, I had all these things going on. I was supposed to be babysitting my niece and my garden need planted and all this other stuff. And, and I was like, I'm not even going to go. I don't want to go. I don't feel like going. And then I got myself around to go and I'm, I'm just going to walk. I'm not even going to run this. And I ended up running like almost all of it. I felt amazing afterwards. I got to fellowship with ladies from church, um, after the event, like celebrate a birthday with one that I didn't even know it was her birthday. And so it was just that like you're talking about that continual surrender. Um, and, and something that really kept coming up for me is just this idea of feelings. Like just because we feel something doesn't mean it's true. Doesn't mean that we need to like obey that feeling, if you will. Um, and it just, it brings up that verse from Romans. I want to say eight, six, I think it is that the life, um, set on the flesh is death but right. life set on the spirit is, um, or I guess uh, I'm, I'm rewording it, yeah, <laughs> but yeah. it's, it's right. life and peace. Um, and so mm-hmm. just focusing mm-hmm. on, are we feeding the flesh or are we feeding the spirit here? Yeah, that's so good. Okay. Step three is communicate. So we can create these boundaries and then we tuck them away. And because we don't tell anyone, there's no accountability. Now for me, this is, I talk to God about it. And I'm like, hi, Lord, I'm going to need some help on these few boundaries that are really hard for me. You know, like I want to want to maintain these boundaries, Lord, like help me be convicted. But then it's also communicating it with my husband and the kids, because like Sasha gave that beautiful visual of like, hi, God, I have an appointment with you tomorrow. And God's like, yay. Cause that's how he talks. And then you guys hang out tomorrow. It's the same thing. If you tell your kids, I told them yesterday, when I'm done with my work, I'm going to come out and we're going to play. We always do Ninja warrior on the trampoline. So if I can finish my work, I'm going to come do Ninja warrior with you. Well, now that I've communicated that there is 
90% chance I'm going to actually do that thing that I've promised because I'm not going to lie to my boys. Right. And then it's something that they, they understand when mom's done with this, we get to do this. Sounds good. Everybody's happy. Or with my husband, like, hi, on this date, we're going to go on our mountain bike ride. So having communication will keep you accountable. So I'm talking on the micro level, you're talking to God about it. And you're, you're talking to your family about it. And even better, if you're really struggling, find an accountability partner who's in the same space as you, you know, if you're a teacher and there's another teacher that you guys connect with, you guys can be partners. If you have a work from home business, somebody else that does what you do, it works so great because accountability, it's just key. So that's step three. I love it. I, I was actually just talking with somebody else about this, like accountability aspect. And I was like, this is why I make appointments with other people and put it on my calendar. I have, you know, moms in the park meetup. That's this fellowship. I've partnered with another mom and yep. we created a schedule. We put it out there. We invite other people because it allows me to go and like other people are counting on me to show up other moms, other, you know, I get to play with my kid while he's playing with other kids. And so right. even some of those things that like you're saying, you don't always want to sit down and play Lego is like making yeah. it. So you kind of have to, like, that's a way that I exercise accountability too. But, um, I think the communication is key. I think sometimes I can see moms who want to create this ideal schedule, but then they don't communicate with their husbands about it. And then their husband's like, what are you doing? Well, I'm living according to my schedule. And it's like, what schedule, you know, exactly. so I think it really, really is important to make sure we have that communication with our spouse, with our yep. kids, and then honor, honor that after yes. we've, we've discussed it. And it's so fun, right? Like when you actually sit down and do the Legos or when I went and played Ninja, I had a blast. Like I was laughing. I would have easily skipped that though. Right. If I'm going what do I want to do right now? Ah. But like when you force yourself sometimes to have that pattern interrupt and you create this new boundary around this thing you want to do, or this connection you want to make, or this thing you want to serve in, there is beauty and favor and blessing in that obedience. Yes. So keep showing up for it. Okay. Number four, step four, we have five total steps. So we're on number four is the weekly inventory. So I have I have a couple, I have a hybrid system. So I have a paper planner, which has the colors has, where am I showing up? Where are these priorities? Where are the boundaries living? Right. What are my time scheduled events? They are in here, but then in my work block, I have an Asana project board. So I actually run my business from Asana. That way my planner doesn't have 500 projects in it that you have to transfer over every week. Cause that's crazy town. Right. But what I want to do every Sunday is I sit down just with the planner. The planner is enough because the planner is showing me my, my priorities overview. And I'm looking at the things that have that I check them off. So I'm looking at that and I'm, I'm circling the stuff that didn't actually happen. And I'm just asking myself why. It's just a simple inventory to find out why is this thing not happening that you wanted to happen in your life? And then do you see a trend? Is it always with the kids? Is it always the one thing you wanted to do with your spouse? Is it always the serving? Is it the work? Maybe you're avoiding the work stuff. What is the thing that you're finding consistent circles around so that you can be intentional about changing that behavior or changing the boundary? Here's an example. I was noticing that I was constantly skipping the time with kids. This was, I don't know, six months ago. And I had planned in 30 minutes a day of like focus kid time. And then I realized I had a, I had a meeting with one of my mentors and she's like, well, maybe that's just too big for you right now. Why don't you start with just like 10 minutes? 
I'm like, but that's not enough. And she's like, well, you're doing nothing. So I think that'd be better than nothing. And so I did the 10 minutes and then I had so much fun. It was like two weeks before I was really happy with the 30 minutes. So sometimes we have to just realize that maybe we set these big audacious boundaries and these big audacious time blocks that we've got to tiptoe into them. And we have to start um, from a, from an easier yes, from a place where you're going to have, have a yes. And I'm, I'm an awesome mom. I'm just, you know, busy. <laughs> oh, fun. Uh, I feel you there. I'm like, do I really want to play pretend food again? <laughs> like- Plus they're sweethearts. You know, it's like, it only takes, I mean, truly like the, in those 10 minutes, it was like, Oh, mom sees me. She cares what I have to say today. We've had a lot of fun. Okay. Bye. Like I'm done with you now. I'm like, Oh, like I was making this big ordeal around this thing that I thought had to be a certain way. And so we all, that's why we also bring God into our process because maybe your time blocks and your colors look completely different than mine. And maybe Sasha's look completely different than yours and know that that's absolutely okay because everyone's life is different. Everyone gifting is different. Everyone's callings are different. Um, so we have to be okay, not comparing ourselves, mm-hmm. but just knowing that when God places peace in your heart, that you're doing it well, right. You're doing it well. Yes. So once you've circled all the stuff, you have to make a plan. So it's going to the next week and just adjusting ever so slightly, right? Like maybe the 5am didn't work for you. You're like, I wanted to wake up at five, like Steph and, and Sasha said, and meet with God, but like, you know, your girl needs a nap now. Like maybe that time doesn't work for you. Maybe it's nighttime. Maybe it's lunchtime. Maybe you're that person who wants five minutes, five times a day. I don't know, but you're going to find out what that is. Cause you're going to find out what's not working. I used to try to work out at five in the morning and that one would always be circled. It was like, I just couldn't get my energy at that time. So now it's a nighttime. Now we work out at night. So you're going to pivot. You're going to weekly inventory. I like to do it on Sunday and then I'm going to make small tweaks. So that's step four. Anything on that one, Sasha? I just want to like reiterate those questions that you asked because they're so powerful. There's so much that comes out of the evaluation when you just take those few minutes to sit and look and ask. Um, And you had said, what is this thing that's not happening? Um, You know, all these, all these circles on your planner, um, is there a trend? And then be intentional about shifting either the boundary or the behavior. Um, I think that's so powerful. And, and when you were talking about shifting the boundary, I was like, Hmm, what does that look like? But then you shared about, you know, noticing, like making it something smaller. If you're not doing it, like, like the playing for 30 minutes, making it something smaller, more digestible. And then what you did was you created momentum through these small wins and small victories. And it really, um, I think God really shifted your heart in that. So I love that fully agree. And I am excited for step five. Okay. I love it. Um, I also had one thing I wanted to point, this is just a bonus tip for you mamas who maybe you're resonating with all the things I'm saying. I also found that sometimes the connection points, either with your kids or your spouse can be something that you're already doing. So for example, my youngest son loves to cook. So if I'm already making breakfast or I'm already making dinner, I pull him into that family time. And that also becomes Landon time. And then my oldest son, he loves art. He's all into that kind of stuff. So if I'm, if I'm doing something on the computer, I can actually set him up on his iPad to create a book and he'll build a book in Canva next to me. Cause he's eight and a half. And so sometimes your, your perspective on whatever the boundary is 
you're thinking it has to look a certain way. Like I thought, oh, I have to sit and play the Lego. That's the only way I'm having 30 minutes with, with my kiddos. But as I surrendered that and prayed to God, he was like, well, hold on. Landon loves to cook. You're already cooking. How about that? And oh, wow, look, Landon wants to do this. So keep your eyes open. Like if you can really pray that God will open your spiritual eyes around opportunity for connection in, in the things you're already doing every day. I know that that's been a big blessing in my life and for the kids too. Cause I think we naturally are like, well, I just do this faster or I just always do this by myself, but why it's kind of getting, asking more questions of yourself. Like, why do you do it this way? And why do you have to do it alone? And is there a way they can help you? So maybe if that blesses anyone. All right. Do you want to say anything, Sash? Well, I was just going to say for me, awkwardly enough, it's the dishes. Yes. Whenever I'm doing the dishes, my little two and a half year old says, please. And so he has his own little scrubby and I'll just give him a cup and he'll wash the same cup like five times till we're done. Then I'll take it, actually wash it. But it's like, he just wants to be with me there while I'm doing the dishes. And for him, that's connection for him. That's quality time. And I could say no, because he always makes a mess of water and soap everywhere. And it's always down the front of him and all over the floor. But, but why say no, if that's a way that we can connect and heaven forbid, he's going to grow up loving to do the dishes and maybe do them with his wife one day. Like this would be fabulous. (laughs) What a win-win. I love that example. Now our fifth and final step to creating boundaries that stick is building in habits and routines into your week and into your day. And I'm going to let you know that habits and routines, they become an integral part of your subconscious over probably 21 to 35 days. So what's great is if you intentionally build a habit, you can, I have trouble with like, is it a habit? Is it a routine? Often I think that a habit can become a routine or a habit can be embedded in a routine. It becomes something that you don't even have to think about anymore. It's natural. So now I'm not looking up to say, when did my boundary color stop and start? I'm asking, it's, it's inherently natural for me that at, oh, okay. At six, six fifteen, I stop my morning routine and I move into making breakfast for the boys. And then I hopefully have time to grab a verse. We'll talk about the verse over breakfast. These are things that have become a habit that are ingrained in the morning routine that we get ready for school. So this is a bit of an advanced one, but what I want you guys to do on a tactical level is as you look at your plan for the week, I want you to ask yourself, is there any opportunity in here to build a habit out of a routine and even habit stack? And I'll give you an example of that in a moment that I can track and practice because habits take practice, but after about 21 to 35 days, now you don't even think about it anymore. It's natural. Okay. So let me give an example. Um, let's say I've built out an idea for my morning routine where I'm going to wake up at five. Of course we got to pee, right? Of course I got to, hopefully you're brushing your teeth. You're going to make some coffee or espresso. I take the dog out to pee and all these little pieces, right? Well, we don't want to lose the time and wake, lose the thing we want. We don't want to get our phone and start scrolling because we got up with intention to do this thing with boundaries. So what I started with was kind of a list for myself and you can put it on like a sticky note. You can put it in your Asana board, wherever that's going to look. And I said, an ideal morning routine looks like this. It looks like I wake up, I go pee, I brush my teeth. I take the dog out to pee. And then I wake up, I get my coffee and then I leave my phone by the coffee pot. 
And then the t- I turn the timer on the phone to 45 minutes and I leave it there. So now I'm walking over to my favorite chair. I know what Bible study I'm doing. So I'm set up for success. I'm opening it. And until the timer goes off, I am not allowed to go get my phone. So now you've created a habit stack of when I make my coffee, I turn on the timer and I set down my phone. You have three actions that now over time become ingrained. That's called a habit stack. You're always going to make your coffee every single morning. So you're going to tie an action that you don't do to something that you do do for 21 days and it's intentional. So that's one example of how you habit stack something that now becomes a natural, a natural thing for you. Um, let me try to think of another example. Okay. Here's another example. So when I sit down to a work block, okay, what do I want to do? I want to get up and get 500 different drinks. And then I have to pee. I always have to pee. I have bladder problems. And then you're like, oh, now like the dog has to go out and like, oh, let me scroll Facebook for a minute. And it's like, okay, Stephanie, you had three hours in green and you know exactly the project you want to work on. And you've wasted 45 minutes, right? So you're going to build, what is the ideal habit stack look like for this thing? All right, here's what it looks like. And you I had to build mine in a sauna to actually see like, what am I trying to create here? And then it took a lot of practice, but now it's supernatural. So mine looked like you get a water and I get a hot beverage and a cold beverage because I'm so weird. So I get both. I set my diffuser with my essential oil. I've already gone to the restroom. The dogs are wherever they need to be, right? My phone is on airplane. I've let my husband and my mom and my best friend know that I am on a work block. So email me, actually they're on where they get through the airplane mode. So that's okay. And then I close all tabs except the one project I'm working on. That's what it ideally looked like for me. So as you create a habit stack of, okay, it's time to work. What do I do? I get my cold, my hot, and I set my phone on airplane mode and I close my tabs. We have a four action step thing that happens every single time we sit down to a work block. Now it becomes this repetitious practice. Maybe you have a sticky note for a while to remind yourself, cause we're not naturally going to do it. But over time you become a high achieving person. You become productive. You become so focused and efficient at the thing you actually want to create because you have triggers, these little, you know, physical triggers that you're doing every time you move into a new habit or, or boundary area of your life. And anyway, those have been super effective for me and just know that takes practice. It's a little bit of an advanced hack that I have, but after 21 to 30 days, you're like, you're done. And you're like, I have literally done everything I set out to do. I did it super well. I didn't waste time. And I'm, I feel so fulfilled because each of your yellow things are checked off. Or if you're Sasha, you're pink and purple, right? Like each of your greens are checked off and you, you can live a life with intention. Like you really can do it. So anyway, those are all the tips I have for creating boundaries that stick. Awesome. Okay. A couple of things. One, it's not bladder problems. It's you like to drink. I'm the same way. I came down here. Like I always, I'm like, do I really need so many things? (laughs) I have my cold brew that I finished and my water bottle. And, um, so I just thought that was so funny because I'm the same. I'll drink all of my water bottle and I've got the big, like 40 ouncer and then I'll start drinking my husband's. (laughs) So funny. I'm glad to know it's not just me. <laughs> yes. So I absolutely love this. I actually, if, if you don't mind, I've got another example to share Love it. because I have a client who she had that same sort of thing where she's like, well, I want to get up. I do get up, 
and I spend time in the morning scrolling social media. I'm like, well, what's something you always do every morning? Make yeah. a cup of coffee like that. I said, put your Bible next to your coffee maker. Cause you're not going to look at your Bible and walk away from that. Like no. we're way too convicted to do that. Yep. And yep. it changed her life. So it is just the thing you do do with the thing that you don't do. And I'd never yeah. heard of this term habit stack before. So I thank you so much for sharing that. Um, but one question that I do have for the listeners, cause I have a tendency to find people who are like, well, I'm the exception. Now I know you mm. did say that this is a little advanced. This is a more tactical level. It does take practice, but you can be a very focused and efficient, like productivity, like based person with these triggers. But for those who are like, yeah, but I'm not that like type a kind of person or whatever else, like is, can anybody do this in your opinion? And, you know, I think that you have to find what works for your personality, but at the same time, we have to know our weaknesses. Mm. So maybe if you're not a type a person, my type a people are like, they're going to gobble this up just because that's already their strength. Right. Like I love a little checklist on a post-it every morning, like, woo. but my people who are like, I just want to flow through the day. Like that's great. As long as you are creating boundaries in your life and you are able to follow through on the priorities that you've set for yourself, if that's happening, keep doing what you're doing. But if that's not happening, you have to be willing to try something new and remember that everything's hard until it's not. And also permission to make permission to make something that works for someone else, your own. So you know, I learned the, the time blocking for one of my best friends and business besties, Chelsea Joe Moore, but she doesn't do it exactly like me, but I took her process that helped me become more efficient, more productive, more focused in my life, but I made it work for me and my personality. So what I always say is try something, but give it a long enough shot, give something 30 days before you trash it. And I've also learned the hard lesson to never say never. I'm like, I'll never do that. And then every time I'm like foot in mouth, because I, I do do it now and it does work. <laughs> so try something for 30 days, be open and pray because every time I get stuck on something, man, I am, this boundary's not working or I'm afraid to use a planner. Cause I feel going to feel restricted. Just pray God, show me the way, show me the, my way that you've picked perfectly for me to get this thing accomplished or to be more productive or to accomplish more in my priority list. He has the answer for you, whether it's what I've gone over today or someone else or a book, or just sometimes he just prophetically pl plants an idea in your heart or mind. God has an answer for you. And so God pray, try something before you knock it, never say never and know that you can modify it to work for you. Amazing. I love it. Thank you for giving that answer. Um, Stephanie, you are incredible. I love your podcast. I like listen to almost every episode. I wish I had like all the time in the day to go back and listen to like the 300 plus episodes that you had yes. before I found you. Um, <laughs> so if people want to connect with you to learn more from you, where can they do that? Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Sasha. This has been such a fun conversation. Um, you guys can come find me at stephaniegass.com. That's S-T-E-F-A-N-I-E-G-A-S-S. -S. And then I have a podcast, The Stephanie Gas Show, which is for the uh, woman of faith who is trying to start a podcast or grow a business 
God's way. Tired of social, tired of, tired of the hustle, tired of showing up 24 seven. You want to do the things I said today. Effect, you know, less do more, do less, better show up in your life and actually grow a business of income and impact, but be present with your kids and your life and, and be doing it all for the glory of God. So that's the Stephanie gas show anywhere you listen to podcasts. Awesome. And I love that you do it with transparency. I'm big on being real. And like one of your podcast episodes, I remember listening to you like stumble, like uh, stuttered or something like that. Yeah. And then you, you just like, we're like, okay, restart. And like, but you didn't cut that out. And I just love that about you. Um, you're so real and you help all the rest of us exercise more grace towards ourselves. Um, I will include all of Stephanie's links in the show notes. So you can just scroll down and click that and move forward. And last question before we go, Stephanie, thank you so much for being here. This is fabulous. And um, I just love learning from you and just the analogies that you bring in examples. So thank you. Thank you again. But last question, what does intentional abundance mean to you? Yes. Well, you asked me, you gave me a heads up that this was coming at the beginning of our conversation. And I knew that there was a verse that I specifically wanted to reference and it's Romans 15, 13, and it's may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. And when I thought of intentional abundance, I realized all that means to me is turning to God so that I can be just abundantly loved by him, which the result of that is joy in your life, peace in your life, an overflow of hope. And this overflow of hope means you begin to touch other people with all the, all the blessings that God's given you. And it's this beautiful ripple effect of, of creating change and transformation in people's hearts and lives and the world around you. And so it means we're just going to overflow with joy and peace because we trust in him so that we can live by the power of the Holy spirit. Love it. That is so beautiful. I wholeheartedly agree. And I thank you for the verse reference too, because that's when I get to go back and um, just meditate on and pray over. So thank you again, Stephanie. Thank you so much to all the listeners for tuning into this. I hope you had your notepad. Um, don't forget, you can always go back and re-listen. You're welcome to share this with others to um, help them live this life that is filled with boundaries around all their priorities and the things that they are focused on pursuing in life and have a blessed week. Wow. What a powerful episode. Sisters, if this has touched you, if you have learned from this, I strongly encourage you to go give Steph a follow. And also, I would love it so much if you would take a moment to scroll down and leave a review. Not only do I read every single one of them and they touch my heart more than you could ever know, I also know that people read reviews to find out if it's worth their time to plug in here, if it's worth their time to listen to an episode here. So please leave a review and then screenshot it and go to the Intentional Abundance community and share it so you can be entered into this podcast review giveaway that is going on right now.